The views on this program do not reflect those of ONTV or its board of directors. Welcome to OAA Now, your home for Oakland Activities Association news and information. Here's your host, Sammy Taramina. Hey, hey, OAA Now, back at it again. Last show before the holiday break. Ian Locke here with Sammy Taramina, who's calling in once again for this week. Sammy. Hey, what's up, man? How's everything? Hanging in there. A nice sunny day out here. It's a Tuesday. It's the 15th of December. Can you believe it? It's the 15th already. Yeah, there's no snow on the ground unless you um, went up to northern Northern Michigan where they got at least um, drilled. With, <laughs> yeah, they got drilled. They got um, hammered. Imagine in New York City right now, they're going to probably get at least maybe a foot of snow again. Oh, is that what's, <laughs> that's what's coming? Yeah, that's what I've been looking at forecast-wise. Yeah. Well, we, uh, we're obviously very chilly. And the cool oh, yeah. is coming in, but um, I don't mind holding off on the white stuff for a little bit, you know? Oh, I mean, like, I can tell you this much right now. I mean, like, if um, I don't mind having a green Christmas. I don't mind <laughs> having a green winter. I mean, like, I think if we have a green winter, you know, we had a couple years ago, then I really believe we can have a um, – I, 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 I think this could be a um, – this could be a very good year weather-wise. I don't have to really shovel as much as people think. Yeah, I, I, I'm not a big fan of scraping that frost off the windows, but I, yeah. I will take it all day long to that slushy muck and mess and all that good stuff. Um, yeah. So speaking of slushy muck and mess, mm-hmm. uh, where are we on uh, any updates on the uh, MHSAA saying, yes, let's kick this thing into overdrive and get it done? Well, they're going to meet on um, Wednesday. The rep- representative council and Mark Yor are going to meet. Um, and then, of course, the um, what happened was a press conference for Monday. Um, Whitmer, Gordon, and Caldoun did grant the extension um, to December the 20th. Um, but when you look at the case count in the state right now, it's actually going down. I mean, we've looked at every model and it looks like it's going it's going down you know what i mean so you so, know there is hope in the horizon so the numbers are going down but the numbers are still high correct it's still high yes right it's still high but the case numbers are going down um the i just checked the um, the positivity rate went down from 14 percent to about 11 percent all right um the um infection rate went down to like 0.88 um i look at COVID act now obviously um but um but hospitalizations are still high right now i know there's six hospitals i know in the state right now that are um that are at 100 percent capacity but you know but um but and that's See, the that's, challenge part and that exactly and that's what makes me you know apprehensive about getting stuff up and running you know mm-hmm. are, are we in the bunker mentality you know close it close down and just uh, do what we're doing. Uh, we got our masks. We got our alcohol, you know, here yeah. we're doing what we're supposed to do. And the, the thing that always kind of, this is the, the ongoing kind of discussion, at least in our business here at ONTV at the station, is we're like, we've been so cautious for so long. People have been doing, you know, we did so well over the summer of uh, following the rules and masking up and washing up and looking out for our neighbors and our friends. That here come the holiday season, and we were just itching to finish the playoffs, or itching to finish these uh, these high school seasons and and start the winter seasons. All these things we want to do, and mm-hmm. um, but it's like we've 
we still have to keep an eye on the the big picture here that uh, there's there's still a lot of uncertainty out there and we still have to have some caution. Would you agree? Yeah, we still do. I mean, like, I think, you know, when you look at everything that's gone on, I mean, like, of course, um, everything that's gone on, of course, from from that press conference um, last week, of course, you know, you know, yeah, everybody I've noticed have been taking a lot more precautions. A lot of people have. I mean, like, you know, but um, but when you look at the situation how it's unfolded, you got to really keep an eye on, um, you know, and the fact that the seasons haven't started for winter sports, you yeah. know, it, it 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 does disturb me a little. It does disturb me a little bit. Um, the fact that this extension was granted, um, by Whitmer, Caldoun, and Gordon. Um, now I've got some real um, I got some real headways to Gordon how I feel about him I'm not a huge <laughs> fan of Robert Gordon but um but um I I think he's got to go in my opinion but I but when you look at the situation how it's unfolded it looks like it is starting to get better a little bit you know when you look at of course the number of cases have gone down the number of um the number of um you know like the um infection rates going down the positivity rates going down so it's a it's a trend in the right direction when you look at it and Hopefully for the kids, you know, we can get to the fields or to the courts really, really soon, maybe sooner than later. Yeah, and, um, you know, extending it to the 20th, I mean, it just kind of bumps everything down the line. But we know the MHSAA kind of had this kind of built in, especially for the winter, because they're saying, you know, just in case, you know, you, you have to have contingencies. If this happens, this happens. We knew the holidays right. were coming and there's potential this was going to happen. You know, and so far it's like, okay, um, what are the announcements? Okay, we need to adjust. The the I've thing that seen... I'm trying to figure out, Sam, is we we saw the state at least come to the table and say, okay, here's here's where we're at. Here's what needs to happen for you guys to compete. Right? That's what happened mm-hmm. early on. And I thought by now we might have some metrics for the state to come forward and say. Hey, guess what? If the infection rate hits this, if the positive test results or hospitalizations come to here, then we can say, okay, then you can get back at it. You know, I well, I, I thought we at least get some sort of metric. That's the problem that everybody gets frustrated with is that there's you're just sitting here waiting and twiddling your thumbs, going, um, you know, what what are the numbers that we, that need to happen so we can at least look for towards something. Yeah, I mean, like that's a, that's the problem we have. I mean, like um, when um. You know, when um, we still were playing, you know what I mean? Like, they, um, when, when the season, when, the, when, it, when, the, when we had the pause, I mean, like, and I'm looking at it right now from back now, I mean, like, um, we were at our positivity rate in the state at the pause was um, about nearly, about at 12%. I mean, like, so, you know, before, and I was before the pause, I mean, like, so, you know, but. I guess I guess what the state wants to look at, and I've heard rumors, but I'm not going into the details. But at the positivity rates, maybe like under 10 percent, maybe. But but I don't know what the metrics are looking at. But it's just the bottom line is this. I mean, like, you know, and I know and I know I've stressed this since March. It's been the mental health and the emotional component. I mean, these kids want to play. I mean, you just seem to let them play movement on them. Friday at um, in Lansing, of course. Um, yep. they had another one. I mean, like so. Yeah, I saw that. So, 
it was really interesting. Um, and we I saw, about, and we saw the first one had some impact. I mean, it, it, it actually did. opened the eyes of the state to say, "Hey, hey, if you can go back to school, or some of these kids, you know, these school districts are going back, why can't you play?" Right. Yeah, I mean, right? That's, and, that's the thing. I mean, that's the thing, and it, and it did have an impact. Let's look at what happened. Like the let them play movement. They, it was a peaceful. It was a peaceful protest. I mean, like you seen people were wearing masks and. Yep. Wearing masks. I mean, like, you know, they had, and then of course they were hoping that Whitmer, Caldoon, and Gordon were hearing him. I mean, like, and I've been very critical of these three for a long time now. And, you know, but I was hoping they heard that message from the, at the Capitol and, you know, yep. and I'm um, hoping that they, um, that they listened, you know, but yep. I don't know. You don't know with her. I mean, you don't know what Whitmer. You don't know what Cal dude. I mean, Gordon. Gordon, you basically know what you're getting from him, but, but, but you don't know what Whitmer's hearing. Yeah, and you know, <laughs> how many times have we talked about it? It's I, I don't want to beat a dead horse and things, but you know how what my opinion is. It's it's oh, yeah. mine's more of a precaution, right? Mm-hmm. And I I completely understand that mental aspect. I mean. Um, you know, you said we, we heard a story out of Maine that was a tragedy, um, unfolding. A 16 year old. Yep. Yeah. Who heard took, about that. Who a football player took his life because of depression and that sort of thing. And we, mm-hmm. I even heard, uh, overseas in, in Tokyo, they said the suicide rate in Tokyo is higher than the death rate of COVID. So that is stunning, which I me. couldn't believe it. You know, it's just, it, it's flooring, you know, and you know, and like other people say, it's like there's you hear from both sides. You go, you got people who are saying just open it up. And, you know, I don't want to wear a mask and that sort of thing. Then you have others that are so uh, so vigilant that uh, if you don't wear a mask, you're evil. You know, all these different things. I, you know, we're not in that camp. No, we're not in it, that camp. But at it's all. it's like think of others. Wash your hands. Wear your mask. Uh, take it off when you're home, or take and it off when you're open thing. spaces. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. You've seen. Professionals, you know what I mean? They've worn masks. Um, and, you, and you've seen it this year with, with student athletes. I mean, they've had to wear masks during the season. Yeah. I mean, they've had to wear, um, you know, they basically have followed the rules. I mean, like, you know, had there been COVID cases in schools? Sure, there has. But, you know, they followed the rules. They followed every protocol. The MHA, of course, had 95%. Um, they had it. Um, they were... They showed the they showed the state some data. I mean, like, yeah. you know, I've never and, heard Mark y'all so frustrated on the huge <laughs> show after yeah after Tuesday. I mean, like, the MHA had a really good plan. I mean, they yeah. had a really good detailed plan, and yet the governor said, you know what, we're not going to do it. Um, and and, and Sammy, I think that's the most furious part of this. And Sammy, we know that, and I think even the the state has acknowledged. That the MHSAA shared their data that mm-hmm. the cases in schools of COVID mm-hmm. infection were not, I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but the, the numbers of those who got infected or whatever, was it sports related or was it not? I mean, we, it was, it, that's it, the thing. The, the, the safety precautions seemed to be working and they were working. And, you know, I, the thing that really bugs me on here's I'm on your side of the fence now. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Is that when you watch college football? Yeah, I'm watching professional football. Yeah, I, I know they have different resources than the high school level. 
Mm -hmm. I said, but you got to hand it to these athletic directors and these coaches and these kids and these families. They were following the rules and they were Mm -hmm. staying healthy and games were happening. And then, you know, then it was taken away. When you have critical apps, when you have people taking temperature checks, you know what I mean? You have everybody following the rules. I mean, like, this is where it gets me really upset is <laughs> I know. the fact that um is the fact that they were all following the rules and yet the governor, Robert Caldew, I mean like Robert Gordon, who I really want fired in my opinion, and then um Caldoon just took it away from these kids. I mean like, you know, what these kids have not done anything wrong, you know. They've not done anything wrong and for that and for and for those three to take it away it's, 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 that's the tragedy here is the fact that everybody was doing things right. They were following the rules and then yet this happens. I don't know if I'd use the word tragedy. Um, I don't want that word to be thrown around too nonchalantly. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there was a reason and they did express the reason we don't, might not agree with it, but the case is what it ballooned, right? Right. The case is ballooned, ballooned. and now they're coming down. Yeah, they're coming down, but they're still high, you know, as to when we started the season. But right. to get back to your, you know, the mental aspect of things, I go, um, we can argue all the time about, hey, the mental aspect of these kids is we got to watch out for it. I go, what about the kids who are done playing in the fall? Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, well, yeah, <clears throat> there was a like, season. We've had these seasons. And right, we're had, just we're just trying to get, what, three more games, four more games in, or uh, once, a couple football. singles. and. Yeah. Uh, to to give out a trophy, absolutely. But and, uh, it's uh, for me. I'm like, there's a point where we say, "Hey, you had a season, you had a good one. There is no trophy." This, I'm more concerned with the guys who are coming up and the the girls coming up next. Yeah, you know, that's winter the one winter you sports. Look it's like, look for the positive. You had your you had your fall sports. Cross country right. ran. You had tennis. We winter, had golf. We had everybody. They're done anyway. <laughs> winter's gonna be the one that. Mostly concerning for me, and I know a lot of coaches went on the Twitter and um, basically were really upset with the decision um, that Whitmer made and Gordon Bolt made. Um, yeah. Stony Creek's athletic, Stony Creek boys basketball coach Steve Norgrove was really upset with Whitmer that they didn't talk about the mental component of all of this, and you know, and 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 I've been really dis- to be honest, with you, I've been really disappointed with them. Um, Whitmer, Calhoun, and Gordon basically not addressing the mental component to all this, and then, and then you look at the other side of things. Um, you know, has Whitmer, Gordon, Calhoun have they opened Pandora's box? When you look at, of course, work if winter sports can't st- can't get get a go, you know, then these kids are going to look at possibly playing in the AU circuit. You know what I mean? Which there is hardly no safety protocols there. You know what I mean? And this would open the door. This would open up more AAU opportunities for these kids. Yeah. I, it, at this point, I'm almost feeling like fall, you know, fall 2020. Um, I'm shaking your hand saying, good job. It's over. You're done. You had a good run on to the next. Cause I'm more like you, you're mentioned. I'm more concerned with the winter kids because at least in the fall, if you had a shutdown or there was a pause or a game was canceled, uh, you could at least get outside you could right. practice, you could run, you could do a variety of things outside these four walls. And uh, to when you hit in the winter months, when you have to be indoors, the sport requires you to be indoors. Right. That's where I'm I'm more concerned. I'm almost I'm almost ready to say, hey, you know, fall is done. Let's look to 
winter 2021 and say, let's make sure, let's keep an eye on these basketball players and, you know, the cheer and uh, power lifters and wrestlers. Uh, the wrestlers and the uh, boys swimming. And, you know, it's interesting you bring up wrestling. My nephews in Tennessee are still going at it. And that's uh, interesting. They're still wrestling. wrestling. Yeah, it's wrestling and cheerleading are high risk sports, according to the um, NFH's guidelines. I mean, like, yeah. And I think that's the thing that um, if when winter sports does come, you know, that's probably the two sports I'm mostly concerned about. I mean, like basketball, to me, I'm really not that much concerned, even though there is risk, though, to playing basketball. But but the big risk has to be wrestling and cheerleading. Yeah. You know? So, yeah, and it's it's crazy. Like up here, um, Michigan's running uh, athletics completely different than they are down south. So like in Tennessee, mm-hmm. all the health protocols, like you know, it's coming from the governor, mm-hmm. you know, and the health department. And I thought the legisl, you know, the House and Senate on the Michigan, you know, and the Lansing would step up and start coming up with some ideas and putting stuff forward. So it wasn't so one sided, right? Well, uh, but, but we is... have, but we haven't seen any of that just yet. Uh, but with the South, the way they're handling it down in Tennessee, it's the Nashville area, right? Is that it's county by county, so each county determines what is a safety protocol. So they might have one county that is really restrictive. Uh, they go to a tournament over there, and you walk through body scanners, and you you have to wear masks and. You're, you know, just like you should, or some aren't even allowing spectators in, depending on which county is more strict than the other. It's like, which one would you prefer? All the same well, or uniform or just chaos <laughs> like that? You cannot have a one-size-fits-all approach. You can't have that. I mean, like, I mean, when you look at um, But when you do it scattershot, Sam, when you're scattershot, it's it's – then how do you control anything? How do you maintain any type of um, control? And, and, and not, not to say that the, the state's handling it perfectly well. No, you and I are in agreement on that because, mm-hmm. you know, having this, I'm going to say arbitrary, but it's just kind of this nebulous, cloudy, hazy decision going, well, what's the deal? Just like we talked about earlier. Mm-hmm. When, how do we yeah. get out of this? How, what do we need to do to get out of this thing? Yeah, and I think and that's, that's the frustrating. Thing. And that's frustrating, of course. Um, I really, to be honest, I really don't think there is a clear-cut plan in Lansing just having a clear plan to come out of this. I mean, like right now, and that's frustrating the most. I mean, when you really look at um, how everything has been, I mean, you know, I mean, like, you know, I mean, everybody's suffering right now. Everybody is, and. There's really, in my opinion, no clear-cut plan out of this. You know, I mean, we've had there. I mean, there's been hope with the vaccine, you know, coming. Absolutely, you know, great news. I mean, there is that's great news there, but you know, but you know, kids are just student athletes are just itching to get back with their friends to have bonds. I mean, like, See, kids and- are not kids are not kids are not built to be cooped up. They're built. <laughs> they're built to be. Um, they're social creatures and you know, they don't like to be socially distant from one another. And I think, you know, when you look at, when you look at the emotional mental component to all this, I mean, like, you know, it, it really has to be, um, I've been really disappointed in Whitmer, Caldoun and Gordon that they have not addressed the mental component of all this. Yeah. Well, I mean, looking ahead, 
we've already saw uh, uh, announcements from different multiple school districts about yes. going. You know, obviously, this is the last week. You know, of at least here in Lake Orion and some you know, many other schools, Clarkson as well. This is the last full week of school um, mm-hmm. before the winter break, and to shut everything down and say, "Hey, we're going to kick the tires." Until January, what is the date? Fourteenth or ninth? Nineteenth uh, for nineteenth for Lake Orion. I know that. All right, so they're they're going to get a nice stretch there in January, a little bit longer than usual, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, to see if, if this, if you come out the other side, and if you're going to go back in person, um, yeah. you know, on the nineteenth, that is a huge victory. It and is a huge if victory. If you're going back in person, that tells me that we're going to get these winter sports up and running your yeah, what do you think, think about that, that i think that would be really that'd be really good if if you know when you look at it here um i know when i talked to um and i heard yo's press conference um and i even heard yo's interview on wood tv at the station based in grand rapids that the plan hasn't changed for the mha i mean they're still they're still intending to have all three seasons um they're intending to have um you know, if they get to mid-January, you know what I mean? Like, and then um, to start the um, second quarter, you know, and everything is going smooth. I think I think for sure this can be done really safely. I mean, like, but you never know. You know what I mean? You never know what's going to happen. Yeah. I'm, I'm hoping with schools going back in session, I, I guess we're saying that's the plan. Um, yes. You know, we, we know one thing that nothing's guaranteed in this age right now. Oh, nothing's guaranteed. No, in this but age. Uh, having uh, the vaccines available, and what do you have? Uh, first responders, frontline workers. You know, mm-hmm. uh, we heard uh, doctors and nurses and this, the the elderly, nursing home uh, patients or residents and patients. And then we have uh, potentially educators and instructors and all that stuff. They are on the list to get mm-hmm. it, right? Yeah. So once you have that safe, I'm going to say safety net, but once you have that distributed, the vaccine, and if we find that, hey, everything's working out pretty darn good, um, don't you? I see that as a, uh, a huge positive and something to look forward to. I mean, we got to look forward to something because I'm tired of being – like you said, bummed out about everything. Yeah, I mean, like, that's the thing, you know. <laughs> you know? And there's a lot of excitement looking at the 2021, obviously, um, when you look at from a high school sports perspective. Um, you know, of course, you know, have going to likely have, we're going to have a spring season, of course. We're also going to have, um, hopefully have a winter season as well. But, um, yeah. you know, and then you look at the tw- you look at 2021, especially in fall. I mean, like, it's going to be much different next fall in 2021 then it's going to be in this fall because oh, i hope so <laughs> but there was there was some hope and positive for all, that came out of 2020 especially when you look at football when you look at the playoff um yeah um and i wrote a column on this the other day um why making the playoffs is a good everyone making the playoffs is actually a good thing and you know you you look at the interesting matches we got to see this year we got to see some teams that pulled off some upsets we've got some teams i mean like a la oak park um yeah. but we've got um but some teams that really made some noise that were some head scratching games um so i think i really like this format even though there's going to be people are going to say well what about the old format the six games of the 
current or the original format where your strength of schedule and um, determines everything. I mean, like, I think for football, making the everybody making the playoffs could be sort of a good thing. You know, when, when you look at teams like um, when you look at, but the thing that I look at obviously is the teams in the blue. Um, you know, <laughs> that was in the blue this year. Of course, you know we know what happened there. But yeah, I knew you were going there. But <laughs> but what is your thoughts on the on the on this playoff format? So what was your when thoughts? it was first announced. You know, um, we're so used to the other format, or at least the strength of schedule. And that's something we've been talking about for a number of years, you and I. Sure. You know, that uh, some teams play cupcakes, they pad the schedule, you get to seven wins, six, seven wins, you're in, and then you get rolled and you're out. Right. And where other teams, they place a really difficult schedule, and maybe they just fall short and don't get in. Right. That's what we're, you know, and I was really happy that they're going to to use the strength of schedule as a metric to decide who qualified for the postseason. And, right. and that was exciting when they announced that. Mm-hmm. And then all hell broke loose with COVID. Yep. And having the announcement saying everybody gets in, I thought that was a very smart move, right? Because you're limited mm-hmm. on games. You had to scale back on games um, yeah, for obvious reasons. You, you want to cut down on travel. And mm-hmm. uh, make sure that uh, the season's compressed in a way, uh, right. just to get the games in, get them done. And but everybody making the playoffs, I, I have to say, I really enjoyed the format. I really liked it. Uh, one Oak Park wouldn't even be a discussion, right? We no, wouldn't, it, we wouldn't even be six. talking. Nope, we wouldn't even been talking about them. And uh, there's, you know, like you said, other teams uh, putting on the upsets and teams that uh, shouldn't have been there. So it's right. I like it. I really like you know the opportunity for a team to at least get a shot at something, you know. Yeah, and it, it opens up the door for a Cinderella type of team. I mean, like obviously a team like Oak Park that we know has been a proven program under Coach Greg Carter. I yes. mean, like for them to go zero and six playing in the Red Division. Now, I would take a team that's played a really difficult schedule. Um, and then compare and contrast to the 2017 year where <laughs> Troy, Royal Oak um, all made the playoffs at 6-3, and three, just getting the six wins, and, and teams like Lake Orion, Oxford, and Southfield were all left out. Yeah. Um, having playing murders role with schedule, both finishing at least 3-6 and six and 4-2, and 4-5, and five effectively. Yeah. So, yeah, I really do like this format. Um but it also tells you other teams like in, for example, we met, I mentioned the blue division, of course, um, we talked about how good Rochester was and then they got beat by Adams. Of course, <laughs> Avondale lost the Groves, Athens was blown up by A&T. And then the only two teams that moved, I mean, Ferndale lost the Detroit Renaissance, um, Pontiac was shellacked with Bay City Central. And then Troy and Berkeley were the, uh, were the two teams that won their previous first round games, but it was against respective blue competitions, but they were blown out the following week by West Bluefield and Warren Mountain, respectively. Yes. Um, so, to me, the blue really has to step up their game if they're going to if they're gonna want any any sort of relevance in this conversation. Yeah, it's it, it's kind of funny that it all the dominoes on the blue side of things just got blown out. It was, um, it was surprising. Um, you called the Rochester and Rochester Adams game. Uh, yeah. The outcome of that one. That one really surprised me. But well, uh but, but I was but we were riding the high on the story, you know, we were excited about the story in Rochester, you know, undefeated. They win, 
you know, uh, you know, making the playoffs. When I mean, just it's just a fantastic, almost a storybook season. Uh, but you know what Adams is, and you call yeah. it because uh, the 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 style the of play, yeah. Mm-hmm. And Rochester wasn't ready, but no, uh, but and... but it's it's really good that I mean, where would Adams have been, right? Right, right. Adams I mean, had a young team had a really just imagine how they're going to be in 2021. They're going to be very good when you look at Adams next yeah. year. I mean, with all that experience back, I mean, like. Tony Petrino's going to be loaded yeah. next year. I mean, like, obviously. Um, but addressing the teams that we mentioned earlier, I mean, Ferndale's a team that comes to mind here. Um, when you look at the Eagles, um, you know, this team's had a ton of success against um, against teams in their division. I mean, they have they beat Troy, they beat Troy Athens, um, both high D1 schools, but um, – but, you know, they've had some struggles in the football field. But when they go out of league, like they're playing a proven non-conference team like Allen Park or Detroit Renaissance, you know, that's where they run into trouble. Yeah. So so when you look at Ferndale's case, you know, the fact that they're the, they're the lowest school in Oakland County in a road school in DOA, um, they have a co-op with Ferndale University. Um, do you think possibly for Ferndale um, – I don't know what their problem is. It's playing from playing in league games to playing out of league games. And that's something that I've been really stressing to coach Eric Royal, um, how to address the situation. Um, you know, you have any pointers for Eric Royal? Do I have any pointers? Sure. You do have an opinion here. Yeah, but uh, I've never coached uh, a day of football in my life. Uh, but I would say – it's not as cut and dry as, hey, man, you better do better. What's the deal? Mm-hmm. I mean, there's so many variables that go into this. Um, you know, what's the what's the um, middle school ranks doing, you mm-hmm. know, at these school districts? How are they turning out uh, uh, football players and, you know, for uh, future varsity players for these schools? Um, mm-hmm. You know, if it's – if they're limping along, obviously they had they have some number issues because they are in a partnership now with Ferndale University, right? Right. So and you know, with that, it's you know, it 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 you start mixing and matching, and you're I, I think they're I'm not going to say they're just happy to have a solid core number of uh, participants, but some of the schools like we heard over the years, even especially at like OA Media Day, right? You know, um, football Media Day that they're like, we've got 50 guys. You know, right. Or we got forty guys, you know, and right. so I, I think at this point, just feeling a team and being competitive, I'll take it. Um, especially in the regular season, postseason is a whole nother beast. Last two years, Ferndale. Last two years, Ferndale has against um, non-league teams has really been zero and four. I mean, they were just they were last two years. They played Allen Park, um, and they played on Birmingham Detroit Country Day um, in twenty nineteen, and then of course in that playoff game with the Detroit Renaissance. So when you look at it here, that's the thing that really has me worried. If Ferdinand wants to take that next step, um, they have to address their non-conference. I mean, that is the thing they got to address. You know, obviously they have to get, get, they have to beat some, they have to beat the teams that are, that are bigger schools, non-conference, if they want to make that next step, you know, and I know Eric Royal stressed, they want to improve. They want to make that next step. And, and if you got to you want to do that, you have to beat your non-conference foes, and Ferndale has not done that. Yeah, 
And, I mean, that is not an easy solution floating around. You know, no, you can't just roll the dice and go, okay, I'll take option three. You know, it, it just doesn't happen that way. No, um, and, but... and we were talking too off the air before we went on, you know, like Pontiac, mm-hmm. you know, how, you know, uh, teams that really are struggling, you go, know, would Pontiac benefit from maybe finding a partnership like uh, Ferndale and Ferndale University? Like a co-op? Yeah. I don't think so. I don't, I don't know. A Get the numbers up. Is, if the numbers have been up with that program, obviously, but the problem with them has been stability. I mean, the problem. That's I mean, true. Let's not forget, this team program has went through a lot of change, a lot in the last um, nine years. I mean, like, you know, and, you know, a lot of coaching turnover, um, a lot of struggle. Um, you know, this program is 5-72 and 72 since 2011. And, and that is a, that is a, that is very difficult. I mean, like, and then when you look at them, I mean, you look at them, um, Pontiac, of course, you know, all their, most of their games, you know, last few years, they have not been competitive. I mean, like the, um, the game that they were probably the most competitive was in 2019 when they lost a very tough one to Detroit Leadership Academy, 14 to six. <laughs> I mean, every other game, they were just completely throttled and destroyed. I mean, yeah. like, you know, their last legit win, their last legitimate win was in, 2018 when they beat Detroit Consortium um, or Detroit Vogelberg 28 to 8. I mean, like, so when you look at Pontiac, I mean, like, you know, I don't know if maybe having more open dates for them is going to help this team out. I think having more open dates to play maybe some teams that you're familiar with, you know, maybe, maybe give you a chance to win could help this team going forward. And you know, Pontiac's got a good team coming back next year. I mean, like, they got a good quarterback. They got a very good quarterback um, coming back. I mean, like, um, and Charles White, um, Jr., he's just, he's only going to be a um, junior next year. I mean, they got some players back. I mean, their line is going to be, I think, going to be improved. I mean, they got some questions in the secondary and linebacking side of things. But Pontiac, they could, they could, they might have something next year. You know, but the thing, but the thing with them is going to be is they've got to address some some few things. I mean, like, and I know it's a struggle, but I, I do worry about that program. You know what I mean? Yeah. You, you and me both worry about Pontiac, obviously. Absolutely, and stability, stability, stability. Mm-hmm. You know, um, how do you keep a long term coach? It, it's going to take a unique individual to, you know. To, to really to hang on there for the long term and to get these guys rolling it's you know you know the kids want it uh the, mm-hmm. they got the support of the community uh, right. they, they got a, they have the support of uh a lot of us around the OEA we want right. to see the phoenix uh do well yeah and a lot of people do i mean like you know and it's really it's really sad to see um Pontiac you know what i mean the way that they've been struggling the way that this they um they, they haven't even been competitive in their um in the last few. In the, they haven't been competitive. I mean, the games they lost, you know, they haven't even broke a hundred points scored since 2013. You know, and that's yeah, it's it's tough. And they've given up over they've given up over or near 300 points since 2012. I mean, like they, yeah. I mean, like and that's frightening to see. So if you 
So it's hard to explain Pontiac, especially with, but they, I have a good coach in Charles White Senior who's there. Their athletic director Lee Montgomery has been very supportive of the football program. Um, you know, and I think you know, I think they're heading in the right direction. They just got to show. They just got to find some way to get some wins. I mean, they got to get some wins somewhere. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not an easy thing to do in this league, especially in the division where they're in, in the blue, when they're having struggles against teams like, um, I mean, they are a combined 3-20 and 20 against Avondale, Berkeley, and Ferndale. If you include Royal Oak in that discussion, they are 8, they are 8 and 8 and 40, they are 8 and, um, I mean, they're uh, eight wins. They're, they got eight wins. No, no, take it back. They are, take it back. They are five and twenty-five. Okay. I mean, like, you know, so you know, so we look at it from this perspective, um, you know, Pontiac's five wins have been against those against those five teams, you know, and then, you know, so it's it's been a struggle for this football program, you know, to look at Pontiac, you know, and say. You know they're gonna they're turning the corner. You know I think they're turning the corner around down there. But the problem is that the results have proven otherwise. Yeah. And now uh, flipping the script to teams that are doing very well mm-hmm. in the OAA, and you know like we mentioned, we're waiting to hear when and if uh, the remainder of the football playoffs continue. Mm-hmm. But but some. Developments here. I mean, as we get closer to the new year, we have signing day, and we have people leaving to go early enrollment, and the uh, yep. the elite athletes tend to do that around here. Maxwell Hurston, uh, Donovan Edwards, all um, at West Bloomfield, they're going to be leaving. Of course, we knew about the Clarkson, um, Spindler, Dillinger, and um, of course Blake Cozen. They're all leaving early. Um, but we know what happened with Clarkson in the postseason. Yeah. Um, so that changes but, um, the outlook or the look of these teams uh, in the near term. Oh, yeah. I mean, well, West Bloomfield, I think it's going to be harder placing Donovan Edwards. What he's done for that program the last four years, it's going to be really hard to do that. Um, I thought there would be some hope that he would stay, um, but he did make his decision um, that he was going. Um, he's going to sign on December 16th. Um, Maxwell Harrison going to Kentucky. Um, that's a huge loss in the secondary for West Bloomfield. But let's not forget, Coach Ron Bellamy has a program um, built there. Of course, their um, DBs are secondary, really good. Of course, we've seen their sub-varsity program, especially your JV program, has been really good off the charts. Um, yeah. They got a they got a quarterback ready to go um, when Alex Hurts does graduate. Um, but... West Bloomfield, they're going to be a little bit different, but they don't really have that Donovan Edwards type player. But they're still going to be very good. I mean, like now for and their playoff run here for West Bloomfield, they're going to. It looks a little different, doesn't it? Of course, yes, it does. But they got some guys who can definitely hold the line. Of course, obviously, got a guy like Mikhail Elam. Um, Um, they got um, they got some others as well. Uh, in the wings, I mean, like, I really like Samaj Morgan. I'm like the wide receiver for West Bloomfield. And let's not forget, they have a very good power running back in Malik Mathia. We saw him against Clarkson. He had yeah. a really nice game against against them. Yeah, he looked um, really good. He was hard to get down. Just uh, mm-hmm. 
just one of those power guys that you loved. I love that type of run. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, let's not forget there's Dylan Tatum there at West Bluefield as well. I mean, so they got some guys who can replace Donovan Edwards um, that could do some damage. I mean, like, there's still some skill, great skill players over there at West Bluefield. Um, but then the freshmen, I've been hearing a lot about the freshmen. I've got a lot of a lot of positives about this program. Um, Brandon Davis Swan, who's a lineman, who's only a freshman, um, Watch for, that's the name to watch out for. Um, Rayquad Nance, of course, he was the JV quarterback um, at West Bloomfield. He's ready to take over there. Um, Ryan Ross, another freshman, um, wow. Lyman, he's going to be a force. I mean, Kari Jackson is another guy you got to keep an eye on. And Kyle Johnson, another. I mean, Kyle Johnson would be very interesting as well. But the majority of this team is very young. But the guys mentioned, at the exception of Kyle Johnson, all freshmen. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, that's crazy. That tells you something. You know what I mean? Oh, that absolutely. West Bloomfield has got a machine built down there and in the swap. And I think, you know, when you look at West Bloomfield, I think they're going to be fine. I really do in this playoff run. Um, the question is going to be is how will Belleville, a team like Belleville, look? We know about what happened. We know Davidson's going to be a much different team without Brendan Sullivan there. I mean, like – so it's going to be very interesting to see, but I think West Bluefield is going to be fine. I think they're going to be better. I think they're going to be, um, I think they're going to be okay. You know, life without Harrison and life without Edwards. I, I really think this team's going to be fine. So looking ahead to the next uh, team that we've uh, been gushing about, uh, their Oak situation, Park? Oak Park's a little bit different. A little bit different. I mean, Rayshon Benny staying until February. Um, Davion Prim might be doing the same thing. Um, they're holding out hope. I mean, like, and I think that Oak Park, um, you know, Oak Park, the magical run. I mean, like, they said it themselves. They're whole right now. Um, you know, and I think um, with Rayshon Benny saying, you know, miss, I'm going to wait till February to sign to go to Michigan State. I mean, like, I think right now, I mean, they're hoping that the restart in January happens. And, um, you know, and I think they're gonna. I think they're. You know, but they. But they're gonna lose so much next year, though, yeah. which is gonna be a really. I don't know what's gonna happen with Oak Park next season. They they could really struggle next year. Um, but Oak Park, that's another team I'm high on to keep an eye on. North Farmington. Um, at North Farmington, really hasn't been much um, much change, at all or anything um surrounding them. Um, and then of course the um, and then. And then on the um, other team that's still in the postseason. Oh, no, that's the three teams, my bad. I think there's three away teams that are still left. Yeah. Um, West Bluby, Oak Park, and um, North Farmington. Those yep. are the three teams that are still remaining. That um, So I think Oak Park's in a great spot. North Farmington's in a great spot. West Bloomfield does take a hit, but I think they're going to be better. I think they're going to be fine. Um, and it, when Yeah, the we've, seen that year in, we've seen that year in and year out, those guys. Uh, they mm-hmm. just got another line, just roll them out. Well, and that's the thing when it with West Bluefield. That's that's the thing. You know what I mean? They know how to get players on the right path. I mean, they got a great coaching staff in Ron Bellamy. I know Zach Hilbert's very well. I mean, like, I think for West Bloomfield, you know, the sky's the limit for this team. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me next season West Bloomfield's going to be probably my top-ranked team. But Adams is a team to watch for 2021, obviously. Um, when you look at the Highlanders, I mean, look who they've got back. I mean, like uh, Parker Pico at quarterback, um, 
his brother Tate Pico. Um, you got Nick Patera, who can play at different positions. Um, they have an emerging freshman star in Brady Prescorn. Um, I mean, they they've got some very good pieces over there. Adams. I mean, that's a team to watch next season. Um, is Adams. So, and then of course, um, and then of course, there's going to be questions at Clarkston, Lake Orion. Yeah. Oxford's another team to keep an eye on as well. I think Oxford's going to be better. Um, Southfield, we don't know how they're going to do with Isaiah Marshall there. Um, and then you look at Seahome, they're going to be placing a lot. Yeah. Same thing with Groves. Um, Stony Creek, of course, how John Fogle is going to be the main star over there. Um, a lot they've got to replace down there at Stony. Um, a team to watch for in the blue next year, Farmington. Could be a team to keep an eye on. Um, obviously, that's a team to keep an eye on because they got a lot of experience back. I don't know where their alignment is right now. They could be a blue team if mm. everything goes into fruition. Um, Berkeley's going to be an interesting team to keep an eye on, I think. Um, Rochester could be a team to watch next year as well. Um, can they maintain? Can they maintain? They got they got Blano back, obviously, at quarterback. Um, but I think, you know, when you look at when you look at the teams that could make some noise, obviously, um, you know, teams that can make some noise, obviously, um, I think, yeah, Rochester can make some noise, but Berkeley can make some noise. Um, but when you look at the blue, it could be really interesting that you, you yeah. know, when you look at the players that they lose. Um, but I think West Bloomfield right now in the OAA in football is in the best shape right now out of everybody in this division in the league right now. Here's a, uh, you know, it's the, usually this time of year we reflect back on 2020. Uh, Mm -hmm. I know a lot of times, like, this year it's like, do we really want to look back? Because it was ugly. But but when we're looking at, um, I know it's it's a long time ago, but we're looking, you know, Mm pre-COVID. um, I, I'm just looking back to say, are there any storylines or anything that, um, you know, that really stuck out in your mind that said, you know, uh, I just want to ignore the COVID thing because we got great stories in the fall. We saw some great performances right. from so many different uh, athletes um, around the OAA, from cross country to, mm-hmm. you know, to, uh, you know, everybody. So any storylines or anything you look back on in 2020 and say, you know, that 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 was interesting. You know, I told everybody about – remember you and me and um, Coach CC, we talked about Stony Creek. Yeah. You know, um, Stony Creek football, to me, was probably one of my most favorite stories of 2020. Um, a lot of people in the state really did not know what this team was. I mean, like, we've seen Stony Creek football, who they were, um, you know, what they were going to become. Um, this was going to be a proven football for – I mean, this is going to be a power. I mean, like, we knew how good they had with Eckhout. At quarterback Cameron Burford, obviously, um, and then you look at the players that they had on that team. That line was really good. Um, they they went undefeated for the first time ever. Took down a playoff perennial power in Chippewa Valley. Um, but to me, that was the team that I was really excited to see in 2020. Was the Stony Creek Cougars? Um, they really. They really performed well to expectation. That was a team that really I was pretty much a bright spot for me in 2020 was the Cougars of Stony Creek. Just, just the run that they had, um, the white championship, to see where this team was at. Um, 
you know, it wasn't that long ago that, you know, when Nick Merlo came in there, I mean, he had to turn around everything at Stony Creek and he did a phenomenal and he's doing a phenomenal job at Stony Creek. And I think that's the, um, that's my, one of my bright spots of 2020, um, on a positive, you know, when you look at with football with Stony Creek, I'm yeah. like, that is probably one of my most bright spots of 2020. I would say that was probably the, the, the best even money bet we've ever had. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, like, obviously when you look at Stony Creek, we, I mean, like we saw it coming, you know, and oh, I, yeah. I was just happy that it actually came, came due because of the, uh, the time and the work that it put in over there and, Mm-hmm. You know, the history we've seen from Stony Creek over the years. And then, you know, it, it finally came due. And it was, that it was, it's a ton of fun to watch. It was a ton of fun. I mean, Stony Creek really, to me, you know, that was, and then you look at their sub varsity programs, they had a really nice year as well down there. Um, so to me, that was a, a bright spot for me this year with Stony Creek. Yeah. Um, Pathway to success. Um, and I know I know another one for you, I know personally was was and to me this one's really interesting, but Rochester. You know, yes. Rochester um undefeated for the first time since nineteen ninety one. Um got to the postseason. Um but you know, when you look at Rochester, people say, Well, they were in the blue, the blue's not as not as strong as people think, you know, but they went undefeated. Yes. Um but um, they beat you know, everybody they got, set before them, and yeah, they, until they ran into their arch rival from <laughs> Tinkin and Adams. That's so. true. I said, but mm-hmm. it, look at their history, right? And mm-hmm. and the struggles they've had, or the brief successes they've had over the years. Um, to see, they really have not. You know, they've not had a ton of success. Um, yeah. I know Eric Vernon's coach over there is did a really good job um, building that program up. I mean, and here's the thing. Rochester's still got a pretty good, experienced team coming back next year. When you look at their quarterback and Alex Bueno coming back, Preston Schroyer coming back. I mean, like, they got a a good run. They got a a couple good running backs back. And Jeff Weaver, Grant Cacanio, um, their line is solid. I mean, like, the only concern I'm going to have with Rochester next year is how is their depth at linebacker going to look? You know, that's the big question I have with Rochester next year. I mean, there's no reason why play, if this team were to go up in the white division and play in a, and play against some tougher competition, there's no reason why I don't see Rochester making the next step. I mean, yeah. like, you know, so that's a team I'll be keeping an eye on heading into 2021 is um, Rochester. Um, that is another one to keep an eye yeah. on. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if the city of Rochester has three really good teams again. I mean, like, if things go right, Stony Creek would likely be in the red. Um, Adams and Rochester would be in the white. So, yeah. you know, so that's going to be really – that'll be really interesting, really cool to see three very good teams in the city of Rochester. Now, we've talked at length, and I know our listeners are going, we're talking Stony Creek again? I mean, we've talked mm-hmm. about Stony Creek a lot. We've talked yes. about West Bloomfield. A lot. We talked about Rochester. A lot, right? Are there any? I mean, we know who the uh, coach of the year is, and I mean all this stuff, right? It's it's been out there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Is there any unsung team or coach that you would call attention to uh, besides the three teams we mentioned just a second ago, or just Mm -hmm. this year? Just call attention to them that you said, Mm -hmm. "Wow, what a 
That was a turnaround. That was this a surprise. That was this one's easy for me. Yeah. Sean Shields, Berkeley Bears. Okay. You look at what they've done. You know, Berkeley, you know, they they um they had a success. I mean, let's not forget this this program really had some Berkeley has had some down years. Let's not, I mean like but this year winning five games is absolutely a remarkable turnaround for the first time. They've won five games for the first time since twenty sixteen. Yeah. That was the year they made the playoffs. Um, Sean Shields has done an incredible job at Berkeley. Um, you know, just turning around the culture, you know, just building building a program up down there in, um, at Hurley. I mean, like, it started off with wins against Lincoln Park, Pontiac. Um, their big statement win was when they knocked out Troy Athens. Um, they had that. They had those two horrible losses to um, Blue Hills and Rochester, but um, – Knocked out the Rush River Royal Oak, and then, of course, losing to Warren Mott. Um, Berkeley's a team that I think is going to make some strides in 2021. Um, when you look at the Bears, this team really has the um, – they have the quarterback, they have the line, and program strength is on the rise at Berkeley. So when you look at a team like, – when you look at a team that can make some noise, Berkeley could be a team that can make some noise. Another team that could seriously make some noise is Eric Royal Ferndale. I mean, like, Ferndale, let's not forget, they had a really rough year in 2019. Yeah. This year, they had a really good year, uh, bounce back year. They finally changed the offense. They went back to their the original spread offense look that gave them who they were instead of and get addition that wing T offense. I mean, like, so when you look at Ferndale, those are two teams that you got to keep an eye on not only – not only in the now, but also in the future as well. Yeah, I agree with that uh, assessment. And, you know, I, I know we're just wrapping up the, uh, the the fall season here, but I'm already looking forward to football next year. I, I, it's crazy to say that because, um, you know, I'm looking forward to uh, basketball. I mean, there's a lot of interesting uh, things that we're hoping – it's underway here on you know in the winter sports season. Um, I'm mm-hmm. hoping here in the next what four weeks we're saying. Yeah, and um, like you know, we got and hockey then, and we've got all these other right. sports that we can uh, hopefully start taking a peek at. You know, and once once we can get this um, this pause over with, and I, I mean like I can write the basketball preview. You know what I mean? I've gotten the <laughs> rankings off that everything set up. You know, I just got to write the previews and all that. I mean, like that's the um, you know, if it's we not easy get to write the preview when you don't know what the roster is. Yeah, it's not <laughs> easy to do, but you know, you kind of kind of have some hints where it's gonna go. I mean, like you kind of have some hints. Yeah. I mean, but when you look at the rankings, obviously, um, I mean, like I have the rankings all set up and everything. I've I've done everything all situated and everything and all that. I mean, like it's gonna be. <laughs> you know, when we get in the basketball season, it there there's a lot of excitement, you know what I mean, for basketball to start. Yeah. And, of course, let's not forget also spring season, of course, when we look forward to that, you know what I mean? Because last year, because this year, those kids missed out on a spring season. I mean, like, it'll be really interesting when you look at baseball, softball, track and field. I mean, like, I remember announcing track meets with you, you yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah, we you know? missed that's a, a whole year off. It it's crazy. I know, and it's unfortunate. You know what yeah. I mean? It was really unfortunate, but but I'm looking forward to 2021. You know, I will bet you this: 2021 it's going to be a much better year than 2020. Um, I tell this OA Nation all the time: 
hang in there. I mean, like, we get to 2021, you know, you know, I think there's going to be a lot more excitement in 2021 um, than there was this year. Yeah, and I say with that, we can wrap up our last episode of 2020. Uh, this is the last one that we're going to uh, be throwing out there to uh, all the listeners here at uh, ONTV and SoundCloud and all over the place, Spotify. And, mm-hmm. Sammy, I just want to say thank you for all the legwork that you put in. I sit here and push buttons, and I nod, and, you know, mm-hmm. I offer my two cents a little bit more this year than I have in the past, and it's been a lot of fun. We've had a lot of spirited discussions. Oh, yeah. uh, but uh, the work that you put in on all of this and talking to the coaches and doing the research and all that, uh, kudos to you, my friend, and uh, you putting in all that uh, time and effort makes this show uh, even possible. So, Congratulations, uh, and as I bring up the theme music, just creeping it in there. Sammy, hey, happy holidays, brother. Be safe Merry out Christmas there. Merry Christmas to you. Happy New Year. Um, it, I mean, like, if you want, I mean, if we do get sports, you know, and if Whitmer does lift, does lift the extension, um, you can stay stay focused on my blog. I have my blog up at sammysemicolonsermeatblogspot.com. Um, also, we'll post in the ONTD blog as well. So we got a lot to, so I'm really looking forward to 2021. So can't wait for that. I hope everybody stays strong and stays safe. Absolutely. You stay safe. Give my best to your family and your brother. Yeah. And everybody out there in, uh, as Sammy likes to call you, OA Nation, be safe. Uh, Keep working out. We know we're going to get these games in. Cross those fingers, uh, positivity coming your way, and a new year to kick things off right in 2021. You betcha. So that's it, uh, Sam. See you later, brother. We'll see you in 2021. Yep, see you later. See you in 2021, Ian. All right. That's it for this edition of OA Now. OA Now is produced by Sammy Terramina. The views on this show are his and mine alone. See you guys in uh, several weeks here. It'll be uh, 2021. See ya next year.